Welcome back to the Magna Vita Show. I'm Alex Olson. Every week, we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional success so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles, empowering us to reach our full potential and to build a great life. Last week, we talked about reflection and improvement finding and climbing our mountain, and strategies for personal growth. The best podcast from this week talked about doing the impossible and happiness. Before we get into them though, I wanna share some feedback and the tool for this week. Really appreciate, got some great feedback that it would be helpful to highlight podcasts that are new and up and coming. I'm happy to do this, so I'll start looking in for some, looking into different podcasts that I can share with you guys. To be honest, I haven't done this in the past because I really want to protect your time, and I've been hesitant to recommend something that I haven't listened to a lot of. Um, so that's been the reason for not doing it yet, but I'm excited to look for some new ones and hopefully share them with you soon. The tool for this week is the phrase, happy to help. This is a lesson that comes from my dad. So last week shared one from my mom, want to keep it balanced. And this has been a really powerful one for me in my life. It comes from a story when I was going out to college after my mission. I was going back to the Air Force Academy and my dad drove me all the way out there, put everything aside in his life. And then we got there and it was a total mess, getting everything figured out getting unloaded, all my stuff unloaded, and I'll never forget, I felt horrible the whole day because my dad was separated when I was trying to figure this stuff out. And then I finally got to see him and I was apologizing and felt really bad. And he said, Alex, there's nowhere I'd rather be. He said, I'm happy to help. And that's been such a powerful lesson for me that it's not just about helping people, but it's also about how we do it. And so this is something I've really tried to incorporate in my life. When someone asks for, for me to do something, or if there's something that I need to get done, I really try to think of that, or even say it back to them, say, oh, I'm happy to help. And I'm not trying to build myself up. The reason I share that is because a lot of times I don't necessarily feel happy to help, but just by saying that, it gets my mind in the right place. And I think this is a broader strategy that sometimes we have to say something to believe it. Nelson Mandela said, to be brave, we first have to act brave. And so maybe just to, to wrap this up, if we wanna be the, that type of person, if we wanna be helpful, if we wanna be loving, whatever it may be, we might just need to first say that to ourselves. Or we might need to act in that certain way and then it will become true. But we had some great podcasts from this week, so let's get into it. The first podcast from this week comes from The Daily Stoic. I've talked about the obstacles of the way before, and I love The Daily Stoic. It's the business that Ryan Holiday has created around stoicism and helping people to focus on controlling what they can control. He has a great newsletter and daily podcast that comes out every day, and it's only a couple minutes long. It's pretty brief. But I'm, I've been really impressed with how positive and uplifting the messages have been. So for this one, I wanted it was so good that I wanted to do something a little differently and just share it 
almost word for word. Um, I've edited it a little bit just for time and to make it a little more concise. Um, but so this is from last week and it's titled How to Get Better and Live a Great Life, which is really the whole idea and what we're striving to do with this podcast. So Ryan Holiday says, Eleanor Roosevelt had a great rule. We must do the thing we cannot do, she said. And if you look at her life, she more or less followed this rule. She conquered her shyness and became a leading public figure. She overcame sexism and preconceptions about the role of a first lady, a job she never wanted, to turn it into a powerful pulpit for good. Each time she was faced with limitations, internally or externally, she managed to transcend them. She pushed past her fears, her reservations, and the doubts of others. This was what made her great. What the Stoics wanted us to know is that we are capable of far more than we know. We can do far more than anyone else thinks. We have great strength and power within us, if only we choose to seize it. If only we ignore that can't, don't, won't, shouldn't voice in our heads. Men and women do things all the time that no one thought they could do. Things that, at the outset, even they probably didn't think they could do. We too have the ability to be like Eleanor Roosevelt and to do the thing we cannot do. Start today. The next podcast from this week comes from The Art of Manliness, who interviewed Steven Johnson. He's an author who wrote Farsighted, How We Make Decisions That Matter the Most. And I love the first point that he shared. He said, some of the most important choices we make in life, we don't even make. It reminded me of a great quote that I heard recently from Kwame Apia. And he said, it's not how well you play the game, it's deciding what game you want to play. I think it's so important that we take that step back and we ask ourselves, is this really what I want? I think in general, a lot of us, we can be so competitive that whatever game we find ourselves in, we, we want to win and we want to do anything that it takes to win. But oftentimes we don't take that step back to reflect and say, is this really the best game for me? Is this really the best job, the best place to live? And I think that's really crucial with making decisions, but also for our happiness. And Stephen, building on this, said, we often do this with where we live or work. We just do what we know or what is the next best thing. Getting into how, to, how we make decisions, Stephen talked about how a great way to do it is a pros and cons list, but adding weights to that. So not just saying that every item in a pro and con pros and cons list is the same, but adding those weights to highlight what is really the most important to us. But he said before another option and before doing that, he said the first stage when making decision or the first step is what he called mapping. And he said, in this stage, we just want to list all the potential options of what we could do. So make a big list of everything that we can decide between. And he said that this should be empowering. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. Because the next step and the last step that he talked about is predicting the future. 
And this made me a little nervous because it's incredibly hard to do, but he said one way that you can try to predict the future to see what will be the best decision that will lead to your personal and professional happiness and success is to tell three stories about each option that you made in the first step. So you, you wanna tell one story where it's better, one where it gets worse, and one where it gets weird in his terms. And he said that last one is really critical because it gets our minds to think outside the box and think of different things that might happen. The last point that I thought was really interesting from this podcast, Stephen made the great point that we should ask presidential candidates how they make decisions because that's such an important part of the job but we really never hear what system they have in place for making decisions. The last podcast from this week comes from The Mission, who interviewed Sean Aker. He's a happiness researcher who's been published in Harvard Business Review and has written two books about happiness and how to live a good life. First of all, I really love that job, and I, I wonder how you get to the point where you can just research happiness. But if it sounds a little fluffy, uh, he really does back up everything he does with studies and science. And the first study that he cited, that Sean cited, was one that found that 80% of Harvard students are depressed. And that was really impactful for me because so often I think we can put off our happiness. And we can think, I'll be so happy if I get into the perfect school or if I get the perfect job. But it was so interesting to hear that even people at, at one of the best schools in the country and the whole world, still 80% of those people are depressed. And I think there's different reasons behind that. But the main point that Sean talked about is that change is still possible. That those people, that 80%, can still overcome that feeling of depression and struggle that they're going through. But to do that, Sean said we have to create positive, happy habits to find happiness. He said small changes and small habits will make happiness an easy path for us. And I really like that, that it doesn't have to be complex or complicated, but that it can just be small daily steps that will lead to the happiness that we're looking for. He also said we get the greatest amounts of happiness in our life when we forget about ourselves and when we work to lift up others. I really love this point. It reminded me of one of my favorite verses from scripture. It's from the Bible in Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. And Christ says, whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And I love that because he's saying that to find ourselves, we need to first lose ourselves in the service of others. And that that is what will bring true happiness and success. Another way to find happiness is the importance of relationships, is building and protecting those relationships. Sean talked about a study that was really interesting from Virginia, and they found that a hill that someone has to climb looks 10% taller if that person is looking at it alone. 
but that hill looks smaller and more achievable when we were, when someone was climbing with a partner. Sean also talked about how we need to define what is enough for us and create safeguards for our happiness. And I really like that because it gets back to the idea that we can get caught up in the treadmill of life and there's always going to be someone that has more than us. But if we've defined what's enough for us, then we don't have to get caught up in that rat race. Again, I think my parents are an incredible example of this. Growing up, we never had the nicest cars or the nicest house, but we were happy. We weren't always trying to compete with someone else. We knew what was important in our family and that wasn't cars or nice things. Not trying to bash on those things if, if that's important to you, but I think it's really important to think about what is actually important to us and then to go after those things. In wrapping this up, Sean talked about all his work is around three key ideas. The first is that happiness is contagious. Second is that happiness is a choice. And the third is that happiness is an advantage, that it helps us in our relationships, in our work, and just in our daily life. The last point that Sean left, left us with is that change is possible. He was just reminding us of that again. And that small positive changes in our life will help us, but also our community. So those are the three podcasts from this week. And I really hope that these tactics and tools about happiness and doing the impossible help all of us to build a great life. Thanks so much for listening. I know that there's a lot that you could be doing with your time, and it means a lot that you're here. And hopefully, again, this is helping you. So we'll see you next week. Thanks.